Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. Dennis. Josh. What's up, man? Eh, nothing. BFS Maniacs, what's up? You're, you're listening to Best Friend Simulator. Yo, how about that fucking black hole? How about that opening? That was weird. You like that one? Yeah, but that black hole, we did it, dude. Dude. I We found am, we found that black hole. I was like legitimately like so fucking stoked about it. And I realized I couldn't talk to anybody that I worked with about it because I don't think anybody cares. Yeah, and they you seen that picture? Yeah. That was that was something. It's fucking wild, dude. Somebody already uh, on the internet turned it into, I don't know how to say it properly, but the uh, classic the, internet picture of a person spreading their butthole open. The the infamous Goatsy picture. Yes. Yes. Somebody already put hands around it. Yes. And turned it into that. So, good job, internet. We can't have anything nice. No. We have to make it like that. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, it was very exciting. We... F- we Proof. I guess that's proof. <laughs> I, I don't know. We've known they exist. I get used to these uh, Hubble pictures that um, they say like are are photographs of the universe, but they're actually like doctored through certain ways. You know, like they're not that clear, but they fix them up. Yeah, I like those pictures. I want to see one of those of the black hole. I don't. I don't know if you could really see a lot, but because of the very nature of the black hole. Mm, tell me more. Well, it just it fucking sucks in light, dude. Oh. That's it. Ooh. Dude, I I want to go into a black hole. You'll die. Yeah, but that's better than getting fucking cancer. I'm, right? I guess. I was reading an article this week about what would happen if you got sucked into a black hole. Mm-hmm. Fucking shit is wild, dude. I mean, you would just get crushed instantaneously, Nah, right? dog. If it's big enough, you're not going to get crushed. You you enter like a weird... So time stops for you. Okay. So you enter like a weird state of like quantum probability or something. So like if someone outside of the black hole sees you get sucked in, they basically see you get incinerated before you even hit the black hole. But you somehow go into the black hole and I like they speculate you could just be in there technically forever or something it's fucking it broke my brain i couldn't understand what was happening exactly you know like ant-man's ant-man's yeah you, you never seen the movie like the the movie ants ant-man i saw ants didn't we see that one in the theaters together ants yeah with the with jerry seinfeld's that <laughs> jesus christmas first of all that was the b movie you idiot second of all i ain't never seen no ants or bees with you who's an ants then Sylvester Stallone's. So in Ant-Man, he goes into the quantum realm. Tight. The microverse. Uh, no, they call it the quantum realm. Uh, excuse me, Marvel. You just got to keep up, dude. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought they called it the, the microverse in Marvel Comics. I believe uh, something happened and they couldn't call it microverse. That's fine. This is exciting, There's, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Black Hole Sun uh, was a terrible song by 
Um, Soundgarden. I'm going to dispute you on this. I think it was an okay song that was made terrible by the fact that it was played 800 billion times a day for like six months on potato, everything. Potato, potato. It wasn't a terrible song to begin with. It just became terrible. And then I had that fucking video, the fucking eye people. Nobody needs that. Yeah, so so what is the so the proof of the black hole, the photographic evidence, what does that do now? What do, what do we got? What I mean, it's, it's just we've known black holes existed for many, many years. It's one of those things we didn't have to see it to know it was there. We, we could detect it in other ways. Okay, but now that there's proof... Well, it's not that there's proof. It's just we finally have an image of one. I don't know. It's exciting. Just It's just seeing something that no one has ever seen before. That, like, I've I've thought about black holes since I was old enough to think about them. And mm-hmm. I've been obsessed with them and just always like, whoa, what is that fucking... It's, it's one of the things in reality that seems to break all of our concepts of reality. That's a fascinating thing for me. And actually, see one is super fucking exciting. I hope that you get sucked into a black hole. To, yep, live out your dream and get sucked into a black hole. I hope that I hope that happens for you, dude. If they need somebody, to, hey, we're gonna fucking fire you into a black hole. Who who wants to go? I'll be fucking at the front of the line. What if it was tomorrow? Okay, what am I gonna do tomorrow? Mow the lawn? Shit. <laughs> you didn't mow the lawn today. I saw you on Instagram. No, I had to charge the lawnmower. Then we had to do a bunch of other shit. Got to charge the lawnmower? Don't use gas? Got electric, baby. Electric? Look at you. Fucking Seattle. Fucking give a shit about the world. Fucking plastic lawnmower. You gotta plug in my plastic lawnmower. <laughs> I don't know if that's a diss or not. Did I, bu- did I bust you good? That, yeah, sure. Yeah, got you good. Uh, what else is good? What, what, what have you been up to? What's happening? Uh, I've been thinking about that fucking commercial. The That one. The one from uh, the, the the late 2000s, the aughts. If you don't, the you late don't aughts. Me, if you don't give me at least three more details right now, I'm, I'm you know, quitting this podcast. No, you know the one. The the fun, well, with the fucking. You want me to send you link to it? I send you link. You can watch it. Give me give me any other information. That fucking commercial with the gorilla playing coming in the air tonight. I don't. I think it's just called In the Air Tonight. I don't think it's called Coming in the Air Tonight. Yeah. Um, Phil Collins, classic song. I maybe remember that. I don't watch, and I'm not saying this to brag, I don't watch a lot of television, like broadcast television. There was a good stretch of time where we were catching every episode of Jeopardy, which was really nice, but uh, that doesn't happen very much anymore. Okay, well, this is a commercial from, let's let's look at my uh, records here. 2007. You okay? Should I just send, send me, you the link send me the and we'll like pause here and uh-huh. okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you in the chat and then we'll. I do appreciate that you thought you were going to explain a commercial. <laughs> I just I just want you to really know what I'm talking about here. If we're gonna talk about it, you know, I, I want you in on it. Yeah, I think the thing would have been to send me it before the show and then. Yeah, well, anyway, let me just. Let me just watch it and hold on. Okay, we'll, then we'll, we'll, we'll be, be back, right back, BFS Maniacs. Oh, I hate that commercial. Ugh. Okay, so the commercial in question for the BFS Maniacs out there that aren't aware of it, it's the one with the fucking gorilla sitting at a drum set, like all intense while uh, coming in the air tonight is playing. The, the 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 build up to the classic drum part yeah 
and the drum part comes and he plays it and then he starts like fucking wailing on the drums wailing? It's just, it, you don't wail yeah, on the yeah, drums that's fine pounding on it it's, fucking hammering those drums it's it's so long the intro to that song is so long which is great fine but it's for a commercial it's a terrible idea and it's for like a cabaret chocolate bar like who gives a shit how is it connected to that the gorilla was c- waiting to c- <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope 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 <laughs> He was waiting He's so ready. long to <laughs> come in the air a tonight. Chocolate, no, to eat a chocolate bar in the air tonight. <laughs> He's been waiting for this moment all his life to come eat a chocolate bar in the air. Uh huh. Okay. Not to come in the air tonight. That would be weird. Eh, that too, maybe. So, questions? Yes. I have questions. Uh, a. Why did a 10-year-old commercial come into your mind now? Uh, I had a couple of days where my headphones at work were broken, so I couldn't do my usual like listening to podcasts and audiobooks and stuff, so I was just alone with my thoughts all day. And this oh, is God. this is what happens. Why, how did that last a couple of days? Why don't you just go get new headphones? Because I had to get... It's dumb. Fucking iPhones and with their lightning jack bullshit. Lightning jack? You had to get Don't even get me Jack started on that. You. You'll have an old man rant <laughs> oh, yeah. here. Yeah, no, no one wants to hear that. No. I was waiting for one to come in the mail. Tonight. Tonight. You coming in the mail tonight? No, it already came. Okay. In the um, air, air mail. I think, you know, again, going back to we only really watch Jeopardy on like actual broadcast television. I think the only commercials that make me mad are these drug commercials for such like specific medications there was one for circadian rhythm disorder for blind people okay which is like is that we need a whole tv commercial for that medication i mean please everybody should have that medication if that's their problem but it was just so specific like they have very specific medicine commercials during jeopardy oh i mean the the very rare conditions i'm i would imagine the demographic of jeopardy watchers are uh people who are old and sure Suffering from a variety of ailments. Yeah, no, I gotcha. It's just, and those commercials are like 10 minutes long each because they're reading all the possible side effects. Yeah. I like when it gets all fast at the end. Give me an example. Come on, Micro Machine hey, Man. Suffering side effects include <laughs> Boy. getting your dick caught in a blender, boils in your head, uh, 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 your leg turns into chicken meat. Uh, you never really did uh, make it. You get the spots all over your your business. Uh, (laughs) The spots on your business. You get an old old glass eye. Four things. Two of them are penis related. Great. Great. Well, this is the medicine that you take for your penis. Oh, 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 okay. To regrow your foreskin. Right, right, right. (laughs) The other thing you've been waiting for your whole life. (laughs) I found a black hole and I regrew my foreskin. Fantastic. The foreskin's coming in the air tonight. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you are raunchy. Yo, oh, I have on. a question. I okay. am at the top of my rope. I can't <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Okay. I got to train this cat to stop being an asshole. Okay. How So, if you've been listening to the show, we got a cat back in October. He was 4 months old at the time. Now he is October to April would be how many months? 10 months or so. October to April is 10 months. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? He's yeah. ten months. He's ten months old now. So we, you know, 
Alexis likes a cat that she can cuddle with. Fine. I don't want to shut him out of the bedroom, but he'll he'll come in the bed. He'll lay there. Sometimes I'll sleep on my stomach and I um my legs will be spread apart and he'll like sleep between my ankles. It's really That's, cute. It's a popular spot. Yeah. He'll do that for about I don't know, 10 minutes and then get up and realize he's got to go do something else like bite our feet. Okay. It's real. It's real fucking annoying. And then we just got to kick him out because he bites hard. Yeah. So how do I train him to not be a dickhead? I mean, I I think I have answers for you, but they're not funny. Okay. okay. Can you just say them in a funny voice? Okay. Yeah. Here, let me. Uh, okay. okay. <sighs> All right. Uh, okay. Here he goes. Maybe you should play with him a lot before bed. Uh, that was a good funny voice. I, I try to play with, you know, I only have so much in me, but I try to play with him. Like on the days that I play with him, I play with him a lot. But before, right, like right before bed, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel but like that gets him all rubbed maybe up. you should play with him before bed. Okay, I'll try to do that. But I think that, I think the problem is he's still a child. And thinks yeah. that means it's playtime, and when we're laying down in bed, he doesn't really get the context clues that it's sleep time. Yeah. I That should pass over time, I'm guessing. <laughs> Great. I mean, just, just given my experience with cats, they're fucking wild little fuckers in their early days, but they get older. They, they come to appreciate fucking laying around like us adults do. How long does it take? I don't know. A couple years, maybe? Nah. What? Like a year? A year. Oh, man. Give it a year. So can I give him to you to, like, hold on to for a year, and then you can just give him back to me when he calms down? Uh, you know, I, uh, ooh, <laughs> I don't really have the, uh, the What space. are you looking for? <laughs> Money in your pockets? I, my cat, uh, carrier. Okay. Can I take a cat back? Cat back to where? The is, question... Is mama? The question, cat back to where, is very awkward outside of context. Um, to where I adopted him. Uh, I'm going to say no. Um, a, I'm going to say Alexis would not fucking do that. Well, that's why I do it when she's at work. Then I'd have to probably take you in out here. Oh, Alexis kicked me out, so I flew across the country. I'm going to live is in your wh- shed. Is that what I sound like? I'm not gonna live in that shed. How many meat hooks do you have in that shed already? Just to make it weird. Zero. Uh, we'll no, nah, I wouldn't even. I'm not gonna put you in my workshop. I'm gonna put you in the shed, the bee shed. Is that where the bees live? Yeah. How many sheds do you have? Look at we this got guy. Two. Fucking fucking mansion. Yeah, fucking sheds warbucks over here. Sheds warbucks. Wow, he's rich with sheds. Got two sheds. <laughs> Jeez. One of them has some old bees nests in it, too. Oh, I'm not saying you going to do anything about that or just leave them in there. Yeah, I'll get in there. In they're the not active. Nests? Yeah. Like they're lazy or they're what do you mean? They're not active. They're just real like, I don't know. They're down. I, I need to get in there and have a pep talk with them. You got honey in there? No, these are mm. uh, some fucking yellow jackets. That's not a bee. What? It's a, a yellow jacket is not a bee. Can't... We got a fucking split hairs here in front of all these nice people, split Dennis? Split hairs? That's two different things. You're talking about a hornet, not a bee. They're close enough. They got stripes. They fucking sting. Do you think a wasp is a bee? I mean, sort of. It's like a classification. 
That's how some people in the country uh, call uh, carbonated soft drinks cokes. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's what that what we're talking about. It's 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 a simile. Is that what I'm trying to say here? Homily. 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 That delightful French young woman. Mm hmm. Hold on. She's not Wait. a bee. I no. Hold on. I, I, I could say I, that with with a, some degree of certainty. I know friend. you hate when I look up things while you're talking, but I have to look this up. Give me yeah, a second. Because that means please. you're gone for the rest of the episode. Give no. Just give me a second. All right, Josh. So I did a little research, meaning I just went typed in Yellow Jacket to Google and clicked on the Wikipedia page, and it says Yellow Jacket is the common name in North America for predatory social wasps. Of the genera Vespula and Dolichovespula. Members of these genera are commonly known, are known simply as wasps. All right, fucking Wikipedia bones. Ain't no nothing about no bees. Yellow jackets are mistakenly called bees. And in parentheses, it says, as in meat bees. Which I have never heard before. Oh, fuck. You got to use meat bees? I mean, they eat, they eat meat. I'll tell you that. Do they? Yeah. Nasty. I have a lot of experience with these fucking yellow jacket guys. So, so what is in your shed? Meat. No. Why is there meat in your shed? For the bees. Is there meat in your shed or are there wasps in your shed? Every, everything is in there, man. And in time, you will be in there. I ain't living with no meat bees. When you return that goddamn cat, that cute little cat, that nut. Bring him out there. A fucking nutcase. I'm bring him out there. Add him to your. Add him to your clan. Wait, will you will you come live in my shed if I agree to this? No, I want to live where the cats live, and I want the cats to live in the shed, and you and Jamie to live in the shed. I don't like this arrangement at all, my friend. I I want the main house, and you can have the guest house. We just finished putting together the guest room. You can have that, but you can't move any of my stuff that's in there. I just built all these shelves, put my goddamn books up. How many shelves you got in that house? 70? 80? Oh, I'm sorry. Stupid ass books. Taking back the library. Sorry, maybe you should have wasp facts instead. Would that make you happier? I have a shelf full of wasp facts. It's jam packed. You know what? You know what you're being right now, Dennis? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened, but you're being a real fucking meat bee tonight. Yeah, so? And I'm tired of it. I was I ate a little meat today, and I'm buzzing around. There's still bees. No, the- fuck you and fuck Wikipedia. No, let's move forward, because I'm angry at you. <laughs> okay. So this time, I bring to you an article for the BFS News Minute. Ooh. Oh, wait, we have actual music for it. We do. I got this article sent to me by my friend Jenny, listener Jenny. The headline is, A cassowary, a rare emu-like bird, attacks and kills Florida man, officials say. Yo, isn't that your worst nightmare? Yes. And this, I got this fucking article open. I'm looking at this goddamn cassowary. Dude, they're coming for you, dude. I want to be dead. They're They're coming to get you. That's way worse than getting sucked into a black hole. Look at that fucking thing. Are you looking at the article? I'm opening it up. So what happened was, I, I don't recall the facts, because it just makes me, I was fucking scared, man. 
when I read it. A uh, guy named Marvin Hajos, 75-year-old man, apparently fell down on his ranch where he was breeding a cassowaries, and the cassowary fucking attacked him while he was on the ground. The death was an accident, officials said. It appears the man fell, and the cassowary attacked him after the fall. That's not an accident. That's that a thing murder. killed that man. That is a murder. Look, you, look I, you know I love animals. I'm a real animal lover. I understand animals are, are going to do what they're going to do. And, and usually in these situations, I'm usually on the animal's side because it's like, hey, why the fuck do you have a cassowary, dude, in Florida? You should let them live out in fucking hell or wherever they're from. <laughs> but in this case, I just I can't live on the same world as these things, dude. Well, you're doing it. They're live right now. Yeah. And e- I think each- about it and it keeps me up at night. Each three-toed foot has a dagger-like claw on the inner toe that is up to four inches long. You think wow. you think I don't know that? The cassowary can slice open any predator or potential threat with a single swift kick. Yeah, they'll fucking cut my nuts right off of my body with those fucking murder claws. <sighs> There's going to be an article where they're like, Josh fell on his property and Dennis accidentally killed him with a knife. <laughs> See? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, he you- was just... What? Are you a cassowary? What would you do if I just peeled my skin back and I was a large flightless bird with talons on my hands? Uh, I would run outside and throw myself into the sun. Uh, is that how that works? With a black yeah. hole sun, maybe. Exactly. Fucking suck me right up in there. Just the warmth and safety. Eh, probably not warm. Yeah, some warmth, I guess. I hope that cassowary goes to jail. I hope so. I, I hope they give it the uh, the chair. The electric chair? That'd be fucking wild seeing that. Fucking cassowary on an electric chair, fucking... You're listening to Speculation Radio. <laughs> How wild would that be? Well, that'd be crazy. I mean, look, you're, look, you're man enough to fuck somebody up. It's like our, our friend Toma Beretta said, if you can't do the crime, then... Nope. <laughs> if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. I think he said if you can't do the crime, you probably won't do the time. I guess, yeah, that's true. But if you can do the crime, time is prime time. Time crimes? So, um... Is it a time crime if I go back and... Mm-hmm. Yes, instantly. Wipe out the cassowary line before they even start? Automatically, yeah. Okay. Where do you think you'd have to go? Hell. What is your problem? Where do you think this terror that you feel when you see a, a, a large flightless bird comes from? Well, for starters, I mean, just look at those things. It's got that fucking ridge on its head. Uses that to sense my fear. Okay. It's got that uh, feathers. It's the fucking blue, the little fucking flutaloo hanging off his neck. It's kind of cool, the blue and the, like the the light blue and the dark blue. Yeah, cool. If you want to live in hell. No, my question is like, what happened where this started? Fucking goddamn seagulls trying to steal my goddamn French fries on the boardwalk when I was a kid. So is it like when flies don't fly away, they become? Just regular bugs and freak me out. Very similar. Okay. I like my birds when we have a respectable dif- distance between us. I don't like a bird that is going to like acknowledge me and then do something other than move away from me. Like if it's going to approach you? Yeah. Any bird that is going to enter my own personal space, I don't want but, that. What about like a rooster? I'd probably not be okay with those. Not be okay. If they came after me, I'd be probably, I'd shit my pants. Sometimes you say you speak in a way that is riddle-like. 
I'd probably oh. not be okay with that. Like, that's a weird way to say that. Like, you're turning into ah. young as you get older. You have, you have unlocked my secrets. Ah, your secrets now. are bad English talking. Answer this. <laughs> oh, boy. How can Josh kill all the cassowaries on the planet? Is this like a bit you're doing? Like, what is this character? No, I just want you to tell me how to do it. Oh, oh, oh. You have to commit a time crime? Yeah. You have to go back in time? I go back in time to go to hell. Become become prime time. And I say, yo, Satan, how about you don't make those fucking blue fucking murder sticks? Why don't you make like a, like a, I don't know, a rabbit that poisons you or something instead? That's better? Yeah. At least it'll be cute and it's like, it's got furriness and stuff and be like, ah, look at that fucking thing. And then it poisons you. Like, I, uh, on my bike ride to work, I, I passed a few parks where there's a bunch of rabbits that hang out. And there's this... Uh, I, I smoking? I, uh, they're just chilling, doing their okay. thing. Right. Some eating pa- grass. Some people smoke when they chew. When Pooping. They chew. But there's uh, a little a little bunny that I've been watching grow up. He's always fucking running around out there in the field. This little blonde bunny. Like, if I saw that before I died, that's all right. I don't know why anyone else telling me they watched a little bunny grow up, it would sound cute and endearing. But when you say it, it just sounds creepy. Why? I've been watching this little bunny grow up. That's not how I said it. It's a cute little bunny. I watch him sitting there and eating grass that and that LBB, baby. Little blonde bunny. A blonde bunny? Yeah. He stands out because he's like blonde colored. All the other ones have like a similar color pattern. You in your car, like, watching binoculars, eating popcorn or something? Yeah, I fucking ride by on my bicycle every morning. Eating eating popcorn? I say, what's up, buddy? I have to yell at some of them because they fucking don't get out of the way. Buddy or bunny? Yeah, whichever one you want. Potato, potato. Yeah. So my point is I would much rather be poisoned by a bunny than fucking gutted by this fucking living knife. Fucking feather duster with blades on it. Cassowary, the living knife. Have you seen that movie? I don't want to. Mm, I'm going to make it. Shit my pants if I watch that shit. Do you think anybody's ever shit their pants because of a movie? Yeah, definitely. Like, not because they were, like, sick a little bit beforehand and the movie just prompted it out. Right. No, but, like, specifically because of the movie in a, in a state of terror caused by the film or maybe even a, a fit of hysterical laughter. I don't think that's how feces works. I think you have to have it in the chamber for anything to happen. Like, do you think anybody ever shit their pants watching Hot to Trot starring Bobcat Goldthwait? (laughs) No, but I fucking want to piss my pants when I watch that movie. It's funny as hell, man. He yelled, that dog, that that dog, that horse talks. (laughs) And the voice is John Candy. What? Who would do the voice if a cassowary talked? Satan. Okay. I'm just, I gotta close this article. Look, dude, Marvin Hajos, Hajos? Sure, that works. Hajos, let's say. I'm sorry you're dead, and I'm sorry cassowaries exist. This got weird, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, Josh, really, I'm, I'm in my head about this one. Josh, we got a special, uh, we got a special phone call tonight. You want to take this one? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, okay. How do I do that? Um, it's, we. I put in the office phones. Oh, just, okay. Just hit, just hit line, the blinking line. Okay, there we go. Uh, hi, this is Josh from BFS. Hey, it's me, and I catch you I just shit my pants, Cassowary. Yes. 
Okay, that's that's funny. Oh, you know what, Casuary? Maybe you're all right. Why don't we hang out sometime? Why don't you meet me tonight over in the park? Did you say meet me or meet me? No, meet me. I got a plan. Oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I'm gonna fucking get you with a samurai sword. I'm gonna get you with myself to live in life. Click. Nah, I already hung up on him. Yo, that Casuary was mean to you. I can't wait to see what he sounds like. In I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to sound a little bit like Mr. Satan from our uh, Satanic Panic episodes. Whatever, hey, whatever works. All right. Whatever's, whatever's the least amount of work for you. Hey, so uh, speaking of time crimes, Dennis, I think it's time we finally got around to reopening Josh's Paranormal Portal. What? That's right. We're back, it's baby. Been, it's been too long. I thought we got rid of this. I mean, I thought I thought you weren't going to. I thought we lost this, sadly. But I, thank no, God man. we've resurrected it. We're back. I, I did some research. I'm done working overtime. I'm fucking, I got hold of my facilities again a little bit. Faculties. Facilities? My faculties uh, and my you. facilities. Thank you. My, uh, how the, how but, is it that... How, pause for a second. Because yes. uh, I know you're really itching to get into this, and we're already 30-something minutes into the show. How is it that two people that have just no grasp of the English language are doing a podcast? And I think the answer to this question is why this podcast is so uh, popular. And <laughs> I'm, I don't want to say... I don't want to say sarcastic voice uh, out loud, but I'll just <laughs> use large quotation marks for you. Um, I mean, we keep showing up. Oh, there you That counts a, for something, right? A minus for effort. Okay, without, uh, also, without further I, ado. In post, I could take out a lot of uh, our gaffes. Oh, thank God. Well, then, maybe tonight I didn't mention it. All right. So, everybody, I have been promising we're going to talk about the Montauk Project fucking finally. But we can't talk about the Montauk Project without talking about something else to which the entire Montauk Project story owes its existence to so this is sort of like a a a preamble to the montauk project we're going to talk about the philadelphia experiment today dennis yes you know about the philadelphia experiment as a longtime philadelphia resident i do i'm from philly my grandfather told me about the philadelphia experiment his grandfather told me about the philadelphia experiment um it's just been a lot of uh talking about it in the in the streets in the courts like we're always talking about it, all this uh, project in, in the hoagie shops. Yeah, when you're lying in water ice. Yeah, let me get a ham and cheese hoagie, uh, mayo, no tomato, and uh, tell me about that uh, Philadelphia experiment. Yeah, no, I've heard of it, um, but uh, I, I would like a refresher as to what it is. Was the Philadelphia experiment uh, was uh, AKA Project Rainbow was an alleged attempt by the U.S. Navy in 1943 to render a destroyer escort named the USS Eldridge invisible by creating an electromagnetic bottle around it, uh, which is you basically take a, a generate an electromagnetic field that surrounds it except for one end of it that's still kind of open a little bit. Mm. So according to the legend surrounding this story, uh, it worked. But instead of bending the light around the bottle as expected... It removed the Eldridge from the space-time continuum. 
I, I now I'm sure you will explain at some point uh, in detail how electro create an electromagnetic bottle uh, sends something hurling through the space time continuum. I can get into that okay. a little bit later. So when it was sort of severed from the space time continuum, there were a lot of wild claims about what happened to the Eldridge and her crew. We are told that it teleported to New York. We're told that it teleported to Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, We're told it traveled to another dimension where the crew encountered aliens and also it traveled through time. I think the only one there that doesn't make sense is Norfolk. Yeah. Well, there's a naval base there at the time. Don't ruin my my joke. That was hilarious. So according to the legend, when the ship returned, a lot of the crew members were just kind of driven mad a number of them had just vanished and a number of them were either dead or really fucked up because they were fused with the ship's hull now my original exposure to the philadelphia experiment was on an episode of unsolved mysteries Mm -hmm. which i i need to go back and watch i was trying to find it to watch it for this episode but i couldn't discover it in time uh because there were some really great reenactments as is the case with unsolved mysteries Legend goes on to say that the the surviving crew was brainwashed uh, into completely forgetting the whole scenario. By uh, the government? By the government, yes. Okay. Uh, To erase any traces of it happening. The legacy of the experiment, however, stuck with them. Several people regained memories. Two key figures in the the Montauk Project story were uh, Cameron and Ed Duncan, two of the alleged crew members that are going to go on to recover some memories and have a lot to say about this. And there was also another sailor that, like, I think the next day or something, a a fight broke out in a bar nearby, and he vanished in the thin air. That's one of the the allegations. And I remember that from the Unsolved Mysteries episode, I think. That was one of the the things like that. Because he was still lost in the continuum? His, his, His shit was all fucked up, dude. Yeah, so, I mean, this is, as is the case with something like this that has, like, become, like, a weird, like, legend, conspiracy theory thing. There's a lot of contradictory accounts out there. Some people, especially the Montauk Project version of the Philadelphia Experiment, claims that there were actually three tests done, and the disastrous one was in October of 1943. So that's the Philadelphia Experiment. I can get into, I think at the end of the whole Montauk Project thing, I'm going to talk a little bit about what actually probably happened and why this story has come out, because it's kind of interesting. Okay, you figured, you figured it out, or somebody else had theories? I, I cracked the case wide open. Nice! I.e., I read some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, finally put, us, put ourselves on the map. Yeah. So... October 1943, they pull this shit off. Boat goes into space, whatever. Fucking aliens, time travel, all that shit. The project is ultimately viewed as a failure because that you, you can't be having that shit happen, right? We just want to be invisible. You you have us fucking flipping out. Oh, uh, now yeah, I'm a I, part of a boat. Yeah, that sounds like it, it's uh, not worth it. Yeah, yeah. So the project kind of gets mothballed after this, but... Some enterprising individual working on the projects as well. You know, these electromagnetic fields that we generate can drive people crazy, apparently. What if we shift the focus and try to make a weapon that we could use on our enemies to drive them mad? 
that would be a great thing to have. The Department of Defense is all, oh, I see, I see. So without congressional approval, they hooked them up with $10 billion worth of Nazi gold. Okay, that sounds totally and plausible. This is one of the the things I love about the Montauk Project is that there are so many twists and turns and little details like this that just like little sidebars that make it really fun, like a lot more fun than, than the rest. Like even the Philadelphia Experiment, I've never been like a huge fan of because it's kind of dry. Yeah. But once it's grafted onto the Montauk Project, it gets cool. And this is uh, so apparently... It's alleged that U.S. soldiers found a, a train, a Nazi train, in a train tunnel in France, and it had $10 billion of Nazi gold on right. it. Somehow, the train ends up exploding, all of the soldiers involved are killed, and the gold disappears. As that much gold usually does. Yes. So, at the time that this project goes forward... That $10 billion worth of gold is worth probably like $200 billion worth of gold. So that's that, that's a lot of fucking scratch there. Mm-hmm. To just lose. Yeah. So this is now happening kind of on the sly. Congress doesn't know about it. It's like a secret, like a, what do they call that? Uh, Like a black book. Black right? book? Yeah. Black sure. ops, covert. Black ice. Black Whole Sun. Yes. Black Whole Sun Project. We got yeah, going on here. Pro- like the Project Green Book. Like it's all, you know, clo- behind, happening behind closed doors as far as like Congress uh, approving sure. it. Like sure. So this project goes on in the late 60s. It's continuing on, but it's absorbed by uh, another project known as Phoenix, which dates back to the 40s. It was an attempt to use electromagnetic fields to change the weather or something. So this is folded into that, and then it's known as Phoenix 2. It's now located in Camp Hero in Montauk, New York, which is right at the very tip of Long Island. It was relocated here for several reasons. It's, it's you know, kind of fortified. You can, the close proximity to water means you can move stuff in and out pretty easily. But mostly there was a, a SAGE radar installation there. Uh, SAGE stands for Semi-Automatic Ground Environment which was integral to the project's further developments. So we have it established there. Okay. Do we, and, and Sage, do we know what that is? It, I think, I mean, this, this actually exists. Uh, Camp Hero exists. The radar dish exists. I think it's still up. Um, but I, th- I think it was actually built. If I'm not mistaken, there was fear that the German U-boats were going to come attack New York or something, so they built this radar installation to try to to find them. Okay, but they realized that it wasn't like as viable a target as they thought, so it got abandoned more or less. And then legend has it that Phoenix Two moves in. So we're gonna pause the Montauk Project story right there, and then I'm gonna introduce you to a gentleman named Preston Nichols. Now Preston Nichols is see is on the, the phone too. No, he's not. Oh, okay, I'm gonna try to get him on the horn though. So. <laughs> Pretty sure he's dead, but (laughs) Preston Nichols is key to the whole Montauk Project story, mostly because, in my opinion, he's the guy that made it all up. Okay. 
But he's also the guy that wrote the book. He co-wrote it with a guy named Peter Moon because from what I understand, he got somebody to help him co-write it because when he would post on like message boards and stuff, it was almost incomprehensible. Oh, boy. So Preston Nichols, let's, uh, I'm going to take you to the 1970s. Let's hop on our, our time boat and go to the 70s now. I'm going to introduce you to Preston Nichols, who is an amateur psychic researcher and a, a, a stone-cold radio nerd. And I'm not talking like like he likes listening to the hits on the, on his AM radio. I'm talking like, like... Like he had a bunch of favorite like DJs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I love fucking Wolfman Jack. Ooh, good. Real into Wolfman Jack. No, he was in like shortwave radio and like ham radio and stuff. I don't know. It's the book gets very into weird radio wave stuff, which goes way over my head. And I think it might be like a I'm just going to say a bunch of sciencey sounding stuff and 95 percent of people won't comprehend it. So it sounds sure he, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Sounds uh, like quite a read. Yeah, it. So this is my second time reading this book and second time around. I, I got it more, I think, because I became a lot more acquainted with it. And I'm in the process of reading the second book right now, which we talked about a couple episodes back. Okay. It's the one that got that lady with her, her all of her business out for God and everybody to see. What? what, what? Nichols claims he can discover <laughs> Nichols claims he discovered telepathic waves using his radio equipment in the early 70s. So that's where this guy's coming from. All right. In the year of 1974, he figures out that all psychics are jammed at the same time every day. Their abilities stop working for the, over the course of this, this, this window every single day. He uses his very sensitive equipment to track this jammer to the Air Force Base at Montauk. Now, this is still an active Air Force Base, so he can't do anything about it. He's like, oh, interesting. I see what's going on here. Time goes on. About 10 years, he's contacted by some shady Air Force dude who gives him a hot tip that Camp Hero is now abandoned and he's welcome to go on in there and salvage any re- remaining equipment he finds. Yeah, just tell him Sarge sent you. That's how that works. <laughs> exactly. Better get, don't say anything about it. I think it might have been one of those type of situations like, yeah, you, you, feel free to go in there and get whatever. But if you're caught, you're on your own. He does find a bunch of weird equipment there. But he also is approached by a homeless dude at the base who claims that they used to work there together and Preston was his boss. Whoa. Preston kind of goes on about his life with some of this reclaimed equipment. And another guy comes to his lab. He's like, hey, man, we work together at Montauk. Also, do you remember all the weird anomalous weather stuff that was going on and like the erratic animal behavior and that beast? Which is my favorite part of the Montauk project, but we, we're going to get into that later too. So, th- so this was the second dude, second dude out of nowhere. He's just like, Hey man, we used to work together. Yeah. Hmm. Preston is like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude, but he's like, okay, something is seriously going on here. I need to dig into this. He get, he gets in touch with the local police chief from a, the, the Montauk area who tells him that, there were regular two hour crime waves that happened like clockwork in the town where like everybody would kind of go ape shit and start like breaking stuff and doing all kind of weird nonsense. And there were also teenage flash mobs where a bunch of teenagers would go stand somewhere for two hours without like doing or saying anything. And then they would just disperse after two hours. Exactly. Did I ever tell you my flash mob story? I don't think so. So about 10 years ago, um, flash mobs got real popular in Philadelphia, which were described by the news as like roving gangs of teens would just go like 
run down South Street and just break shit and go crazy. Oh, yeah. Or, Wait. Y- y- was I here for this flash mob story you're about to tell? No, 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 no. It does. It. So I but I, at the time I was living in San Francisco and uh, I worked with this guy. He was super sweet, but also a huge nerd. And we I, this other guy who who lived in Philadelphia, we were talking about these flash mobs. He's like, but, but that's not what a flash mob is. It's like people get together and like have a pillow fight or something like he was very upset that they were <laughs> that they oh. were using the term flash mob in a negative way. It's like, sorry, buddy, this is Philly. We switch it up a little bit. They, they they put their own Philly stank yeah, on it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Not at all related to your story. Running over cars that were just yes. in the middle of the road and knocking over light poles and trampling people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So also in 1984, Nichols hires a psychic dude named Duncan Cameron to work for him. Uh, okay. That name sound familiar to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard it earlier today. You did. But something's kind of off with Duncan Cameron. Other than him having a name that sounds like somebody that would be kind of off. I am Duncan Cameron. Yeah, like Duncan, it's made up. Duncan Cameron. The Duncan. <laughs> okay. Anyway. That's, uh-huh. that's just a little little dramatization. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that he would do that when he was working on his psychic work. Mm-hmm. So Nichols gets a bit suspicious to this guy. He's like, eh, something's up. He eventually takes him out to Montauk. And while they're there, Duncan goes into a trance. And he drops, yeah. So, just real quick. So the guy okay. who got a phone call from somebody from the Air Force who told him to go to this base and take whatever he wants is a little sketched out by this guy, Duncan Cameron. Duncan Cameron. Duncan Duncan Cameron. Okay, so sorry. So they go to the base and Duncan Cameron goes into a trance. He fucking drops into the Holy Ghost trance and reveals, A, Duncan Cameron used to work there. B, Duncan Cameron was programmed to kill Preston Nichols and blow up his lab. (laughs) C. Duncan Cameron and his brother Ed were members of the USS Eldridge crew. Uh Uh-huh. So Duncan comes out of this trance and he's like, dude, I'm aware of my programming now. I'm not going to kill you, obviously. I'm going to help you find out the fucking secrets of Camp Hero now. Wow. And the Montauk Project. And we're going to stop it here this week. Dude. Because next week is when it gets fucking nuts. Oh, that's when it gets nuts. That's No, seriously. Like, all of this stuff is like real world air quotes on that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it gets fucking wild. I'm okay. really excited. I'm going to take your word for it. Yes. It already sounds bonkers. It's, this is a good one. Good good, good first part. I like it. Hang, hanging on a limb. We got a cliffhanger. A little hanging cliffhanger. On a got a little Duncan Cameron hanger on we got for a limb, you. We got a limb hanger. Duncan, right. Duncan, Duncan. Do you think? Do you think he did that when he was working? No. He's fucking looking at cards with a couple wavy lines on him, going Duncan, 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 Duncan Cameron. You, do, you doing okay? How many books about Montauk Project have you read? Some would say too many. <laughs> many would say too many. All right. Until next week. Send all the cassowaries you can back to hell. Oh, they're coming for you, and they're gonna they're gonna ride you into a black hole. Uh, if hey, if I could take all the cassowaries with me, but just as you're about to die in the black hole, one of the cassowaries slits you through it. That's fine. Okay, so if I could take all the cassowaries in the world with me into the black hole, I it's worth it. You know, this whole time we're talking about you going into the black hole, I just imagine you flying through space, like not in a spacecraft, like Silver Surfer. Yeah, but just way more awkward. Yeah, I'm riding my fucking bike in space. 
Yeah, but you're pedaling like way too fast. Like when people have their they're not on the right <laughs> gear, and you're just like, "What are you doing?" Totally, I'm yeah. all sweaty and like breathing yeah. hard. Yeah, it's just like that. Got my helmet on. It's not, even, it's not even a hill. You're like, Wait, why are you pedaling like that? All right. Anyway, <laughs> and I got a bunch of fucking cassowaries chasing uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note. That's all the time uh, we have for this call. So from Josh and from me. And from me. Oh shit, the cat's wearing Fuck back. you, man. The fuck out of here. I'm gonna eat your soul. <laughs> I just shit myself again. Oh, good. I did it. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.